As a business leader, you know attracting top talent is just the beginning. Real growth happens when you lead yourself and others well. Creating a company culture that attracts, nurtures, and retains the best of all things. We'll teach you how to make an impact through a holistic leadership approach. Reframing success in leadership. This is the Talent Magnet Institute podcast with your host, Mike Sipple Jr. So we're here today with uh, Brent Cooper, the CEO of the Northern Kentucky Chamber of Commerce. Uh, thank you for joining the Talent Magnet Institute podcast, where we help you succeed in leadership, business, community, and life. Brent, thank you so much for being here this morning. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. It is our pleasure. So Brent, you and I have known each other for probably a decade, but have gotten to know each other really well over the last five, six years. Um, one of the things that I am honored to have you here this morning as a friend as a business colleague and as a great leader in our community who um, aligns with our vision of how important regionalism is and, a lot, uh, and leading well. So as a person, um, you know, I've picked up, Brent, over the years, your enthusiasm, your passion, your willingness to lead. Um, you know, could you share with us a little bit about like what drives you, you know, what what motivated you as a young child, as a, you know, I know we've talked about your, you know, you've always been a leader, right? Um, so can you share with me a little bit about what, where does that come from? Um, well, I think a lot of it comes from uh, the folks around you. I've been lucky to have a great family. Uh, my uh, grandparents and my dad and my mom, um, very uh, engaged in the community. My my grandpa was um, a leader in, in Eastern Kentucky in his community, uh, was on various boards, was on the chamber of commerce, uh, was a leader, uh, president of the Kiwanis and the different, uh, uh, organizations there and, uh, showed me what it was like to be, uh, engaged in the community and, and try to make a difference. So I saw that at a young age. And then my dad, a a small, both of them were, were entrepreneurs and small business owners. My dad is a pharmacist, but owns a small drugstore in uh, in Moorhead, Kentucky, you get a free Coke with every prescription, and uh, uh, always was engaged with uh, local schools, with with folks in the community. Everybody in Moorhead knows my dad, and um, I got to see the impact of of what he did for other people. Um, everything from when somebody was sick, uh, a, a customer, he would personally drive medicine over to their home to make sure they were taken care of on, on the evening or weekend. Um, being always available to people caring about your employees and your coworkers. Um, I, I, I got to see all that up close. And, um, and I also got to see how they were involved in a variety of uh, philanthropic and, and community endeavors. And I think that that translated to me in school, being in, engaged in a lot of areas, um, even at the University of Kentucky, when I went to school there, being I was uh, on the Student Activities Board and uh, was vice president of my fraternity and treasurer of the interfraternity council, that kind of thing. It seemed like we were always into something, uh, trying trying to make the place just a little bit better, and that of course translated into my career, which which we've been very involved. Just that's one of the things you and I got to spend a lot of time on is the baseball across the region. Those little things are just they're small things, but they they can have a real impact on people around you, and I think that comes from my family. And then of course, my friends that I've surrounded myself with, they're also very community minded and and really good people. Yeah, absolutely. One of the comments that I'll make is that people are always watching, right? And um, who, who are in, are there certain individuals that you've 
other individuals out in the community that you've watched and you've been able to see how they lead and how they step up and how they are bold um, and how they lead in their own personal life while integrating an incredible work schedule? Um, are there people that you admire there that you'd want to Yeah, share? one in particular, uh, Jill Myers, president of the Cincinnati USA Regional Chamber. She's been somebody that I think has really inspired me and I've seen her kind of change careers, if you will, going from being an attorney to a chamber president um, and the way she's engaged in the arts and the community. She was always somebody that I, I looked up to and I still do. Um, Alfonso at the, at the Hispanic chamber, somebody that I really like and who has again been very uh, outspoken and engaged in the community to try to make it a better place. Um, Eric Kearney, I don't know him all that well yet, but he strikes me as that same kind of mentality, very uh, engaged in wanting to make connections. And that's the, those are the people that inspire me every day. Um, I know I just mentioned some Chamber of Commerce folks, but, um, but even within, within our organization, I, I get to see so many different business and business and civic leaders that, that really care about people. And that makes me want to care as well and, and, um, and really kind of builds on what we're already doing. That's outstanding. Yeah, as a part of both Centennial, our executive search firm, and the Talent Magnet Institute and what we're doing here to elevate the message of leaders, it's so important not just what you do but how you do it right? And people are always watching and people pick up on that and share great things or share concerns of the way the way leaders lead, not just their uh, actual output from their organization. Um, in terms of, you know, the other dynamic is you created a very successful business in C Ford and put an amazing team together over the decades. You know, the thing that I've watched is how your people are able to lead. So you as a leader have enabled your people um, when you were at C Ford, right? And yeah. just incredible how involved they all were as a part of the community. Can you share a little bit about the value system, what you hope businesses were able to ex experience through that and hear from you on how to get involved in the community? Sure. And I, I talk about how we're all in the people business. I don't care if you're a manufacturer, a doctor, uh, whether you're in healthcare or logistics and distribution business or financial planning, whatever your business is, we're all in the people business. If we hire and retain really good people, you're going to be successful in the long run. And we've been able to do that at C4. We've hired really good people. We've empowered them to do their jobs. Um, and we encourage them to be engaged in the community, which we, we try to hire people that want to be engaged in the community. That's part of our, our philosophy. And we have found that they are more, uh, engaged with our business. They're more uh, happy about their work environment. They treat our customers better when they are feel like they're part of the community and making a difference. Um, it's not going to a work, uh, not going to a job that you, you dread. You actually like it. Um, and in IT in particular, we point out, you know, we help people on the worst days of their lives, right? They, they've had their computer crash or their server uh, has, has disappeared and they got to get something back and we get to come in and save the day. And we get to you know, contribute to our local nonprofits, whether that's United Way or Brighton Center or the, you know, the Children's Home, all the different things that we, we play a role in. And that's fun for people. And so I think that all plays into uh, being able to attract and retain talent and being able to develop that talent. So we've invested quite a bit in training and, and support services. Um, Leadership Northern Kentucky is an example um, and Leadership Cincinnati. Those are two programs that we've used to, to help develop our talent the leader cast that you're a part of, things like that, allowing them to take the time 
to uh, have personal growth and personal development means that you're going to keep them and means that you're going to, they're going to be happier. So it's a win-win all the way around. And, and I think it's a, a winning strategy for, for businesses. So you referenced the baseball across the region initiative, which I tell people, you know, it was a year and a half plus, right. That we invested on that. Thing. Effort. <laughs> um, but one of the, one of the incredible experiences were all of the, I mean, really hundreds of leaders that were wrapped around that work that we're all so passionate about our individual communities and the community as a whole, regionalism, um, you know, which is one of the things that you and I talked about early on. Brent, do you want to do you want to walk hand in hand in this? What yeah. about our region inspires you the most to commit everything that you commit to it? Well, we're, we are a group of many communities. Just looking at Northern Kentucky, we're 35 cities in the three northernmost counties alone. Um, greater Cincinnati as a whole, you look at, we've got uh, Ohio, Kentucky, and Indiana, um, and we have to work at it. We have to work to make sure that people see that we are one big region. When we act as one big region, good things happen for us. And um, so we we are a champion of that. I love what we have here. We have the combination of small town feel with all the big city amenities. So in Northern Kentucky, where, where I live, um, one time I timed it, I had parking pass to the Reds game. So from my front door to the time I was sitting in my seat was 14 minutes. There's not very many cities in this country where you can go to a professional baseball game and be at the game that quickly. And then from there, we could walk to Smale Park or we could walk across the river to Mainstrass or to the Hofbrau House or the aquarium. We have a top 10 aquarium. From that location, we could walk to a Broadway show or a symphony or listen to the orchestra um, see a modern art museum, all within walking distance. It's amazing the big city amenities that we have right here in a, a world class uh, history museum, a world class art museum. Um, and then there's Kings Island and all the different things that we have um, right here. So I'm really proud of the Greater Cincinnati area. And as the Northern Kentucky Chamber's point of, point of view, we need Cincinnati to succeed. If we are to succeed, we have to work regionally. And because I mentioned all the different cities that we have, in order for us to to work effectively and efficiently, we have to work together. So that's why regionalism is so important, and we live and breathe it every day. And I was really excited to be a part of that baseball across the region because it gave us an opportunity to celebrate all those things I just mentioned. And we culminated that effort by a walk from, uh, across the Roebling, our signature bridge, using all having all of the different leaders. We had the mayor of Cincinnati, and we had the mayor of Covington. We had judges executive on the Northern Kentucky side join us, and we had elected officials throughout Cincinnati join us. We had the leaders of all these organizations I just talked about um, walking hand in hand in in a unified way across um, towards the Freedom Center, a shining star for our region. So I was really proud of that, and it was a a special moment to be a part of, and thank you for helping lead that effort, because it would not have happened without you, so we really It gives me cold chills just thinking about that final photo, right? It was awesome. It's one of the the best things I've I've been a part of. And it proves that from a community perspective, it takes a community, right? And our region is, is winning. Our region's doing incredible work as a group and as a collective to have collective impact. Can you share a little bit about that, not just from our community per se, but there's other communities doing great things around the country as well. You know, what do you see as some of the the great partners, the great attributes? What does it take to make a community be successful? Yeah, I think it takes a lot of, again, a lot of 
tenacity when it comes to relationships. You have to continuously work at it. Just like a just like any plant that you're growing, you've got to continuously grow relationships and work together to to foster uh, you know growth within the region. Um, we have some of those organizational leaders now in place that I just think are are fantastic. Um, I look at our university presidents that we have, Father Graham and Pinto, and we're bringing in Ashish Vaidya at NKU, who's just going to be off the charts good. We've got Dave Armstrong at Thomas More College. Um, Dr. Figueroa at Gateway Community and Technical College. These are terrific leaders who foster working together and foster those relationships. Um, we've got uh, Triad, the Tri-County Economic Development Group in Northern Kentucky um, with Dan Taberkey. And then we've got Ready Cincinnati with Jonna Reeder. Again, two really good, strong regional leaders. Um, Jonna is just, she does such a good job. She's such a good representative for our region. Um, I mentioned Jill Meyer earlier, who I just think has been fantastic. I don't know what her reviews are, um, but the reviews on our side of the river have been nothing but positive. And we're continuously looking for ways to partner with them because of the impact that they're having on the region. Um, You look at all those different types of organizations and you start to see why we are being successful and why we're being noticed. We are the number one place to go for college graduates. And that's not by accident. That, That comes from everybody working together and all these folks, you know, trying to build something here that is special. And we've, we've got it. Yeah. I, you know, just, I'd love keeping up with all the top articles, right? That right. get created. I think we're Source now. Cincinnati is doing a great job, yeah, by the way. Go Julie Calvert. I think yeah. we're um, now a top place for spring breakers to come. We're a top food scene in the That's country. Right. Top it's- 10 for spring break. How the heck did that happen? <laughs> That's, That's wonderful. Great. So, so let's get into business a little bit. How do businesses come along the work that you're doing and all these other great community leaders are doing? What do they need to know to get more involved in this work? Yeah, I I hope that businesses will continue to engage. The number one issue for the greater Cincinnati area, Northern Kentucky especially, is workforce. Um, That's the number one thing that we hear. And all the things that feed into workforce, transportation, healthcare, education, um, so we need businesses to engage at all levels on all of those areas. Uh, for example, what if every business in the greater Cincinnati or large and small had an intern or an apprentice or some sort of experiential learning program within their organization? That's just what you do. That's part of doing business um, is to is to do that, have somebody that you're mentoring or that you're you know helping to uh, engage in the business community. We would love to see that. So that's one example of an area where we think businesses can can help engage. Um, transportation, we need folks to continuously uh, engage on that issue. We've got some real challenges when it comes to transportation uh, within the state of Ohio and Kentucky. Um, but on the northern Kentucky side in particular, um, we are a donor region for Frankfurt for the rest of the state. Um, that is, for every dollar that we send back, we'll be lucky to get 50 cents back from, from Frankfurt. So... We continuously have to work on that and have businesses tell their stories. Um, we just did a, a trip to Frankfurt bringing, uh, I think we had about 50 business leaders down to Frankfurt this past week. And uh, Amazon came with us, AT&T. But then we also had a lot of small businesses that could come down and tell their stories about why transportation matters. They have to get their goods and services from A to B, but they also have to get their employees to work and employees to work on time. And then healthcare, we've got to have... And, uh, you know, businesses tell their stories. This is my 19th year as owner of Sea Forward, And in 17 of the 19 years, my health insurance went up double digits. Um, that is more than 10%. Um, but 
One year it went up 120%. We've had multiple years where it went up 30% or more. And we need businesses to tell those stories so people understand that we need to have healthy employees and, and insurance that people can can afford, healthcare people can afford. Um, so education, healthcare, transportation, uh, driving the workforce, hopefully businesses will engage on all those fronts. Yeah. We hope that those listening are able to think about, take a moment and think about how can my company get more involved or how can I get more involved, yeah. right? I think the over the years, both, again, personal mentors, um, my father, interacting and volunteering with leaders like yourself. I remember, you know, partnering up with you and Mark Extracamp through the Northern Kentucky Chambers campaign that we did and had so much fun doing. But I learned, and Ralph Dusing, right? I learned so much from the three of you of how to get involved, which yeah, really... you can get involved at committee levels. You can get involved by uh, simply coming to the chamber and telling your story that, that you could, we can use for other folks. Um, you can get in, involved in the advocacy process, um, or you could just get involved but by showing up at different referral groups or events. Um, I, I have people who show up every week, every month uh, at an eggs and issues in the morning. Um, and now at our pints of perspectives event, they'll show up and they'll just connect and tell their stories, how, what's going on with them, what they need for their businesses. That all contributes to making a better environment because the more communication we have, the more we can we can do for for them and for everyone else. So share a little bit about innovation. I love the you know for years you've had the Northern Kentucky Chambers had eggs of ish, eggs and issues. Now they're having pints and perspectives. Where that's an innovation. Where'd that come from? Right. Yes. Yeah. So <laughs> um, I think innovative ideas come from need and necessity. Um, we need to continuously remind ourselves that change is not. It's change can be scary, but change is necessary um, over time. And at the chamber, this was one of those ideas that came out of some people. There's a demographic that just cannot get up early for an eggs and issues. The eggs and issues for people who don't know are seven thirty to nine, the second Tuesday of every month. They're a mainstay at the chamber. We've had two hundred people or more attend four of the last five, so they're very popular events. We have community conversations. Um, but there's a demographic that couldn't be there. I was one of those people because I had young kids and I had to drive them to school. And my youngest daughter, you know, we get dropped off at a quarter late. Well, that's too late to get across town for the eggs and issues. So I knew there was a demographic out there. And so we created pints and perspectives uh, to complement the eggs and issues and allow those folks to have another opportunity to have a community conversation and network with people in the afternoon. So our our pints and perspectives are 4.30 to 6. And the first three that we've done have averaged 160 people. Pretty terrific for a new event. And at least half the room I didn't know. And I'm the chamber president. I've been around for a long time. It's rare that I walk into a room and don't know the majority of people. And this, in this case, I don't know the majority of people at these events. And it's a lot of fun. And we have a lot of vendors who showed up uh, who don't typically show up at different things. So um, it was an opportunity for the chamber. It was an opportunity for our members. I'm really excited about that type of thing. The other thing that we've done is we started doing videos um, of basically free commercials for our chamber members. We're calling them the Northern Kentucky Chamber Spotlight, and we throw them on our social media and our website, and and uh, the River City News and the the Northern Kentucky Tribune have picked these up and are, are rebroadcasting them or or doing stories on them all together. Um, uh, you know, the mission of the chamber is to promote and support business growth and an improved economy in Northern Kentucky through leadership and advocacy, resulting in a better quality of life for all. The why and the NKY is promote and support business growth and an improved economy. And one way to do that is to do these kind of like free commercials and a uh, member of the day that we can throw out as a, on a tweet 
um, just give some uh, businesses some attention that they might not get otherwise. Um, so I was really happy that we are innovating in those ways, and it's turned into um, increased membership and and a happier. You know, we just did our net promoter score survey, and we are, we have seen a dramatic rise in satisfaction with the chamber. Um, and I'm really proud of that. The, the work that we're doing is starting to have have results. It's wonderful. Thank you so much, Brent. So you're listening to the Talent Magnet Institute podcast, where we help you succeed in leadership, business, community, and life. We're here with Brent Cooper, the CEO of the Northern Kentucky Chamber of Commerce. Um, Brent, one of the comments you made a little earlier in the um, in our podcast, you referenced that 55 leaders from around the community went to Frankfurt with you last week. Um, we will try to post the picture. It was a great picture you guys yeah. took in the, I guess, the Capitol building. Um, getting businesses and those listening today to think about, oh, I've never went to Columbus. I've never went to Frankfurt. I've never went to my state capital or my city capital, wherever you are throughout the world uh, listening to this today. Um, why should businesses do that? How do they get started? How do they even know what to stand up for and be a voice for? Absolutely. Yes. So um, every business should go at least once, at least once every business leader should see what the process and what goes into what, what everyone refers to as the sausage making that takes place in, in government at the state and the federal level. The chambers of commerce all around the country, they usually do trips at least once a year, if not multiple times. Our chamber of commerce goes weekly and we bring business leaders down every week. But once a year we do a big gathering and that's what this was this past week. Um, I think the jointly, the Northern Kentucky Chamber of Commerce and the Greater Cincinnati Chamber, we do a joint DC fly-in now, which is going to take place in July. In the last few years, we've done that together. It's been extremely successful. But by getting to speak with the elected officials directly and having that conversation and seeing what their thought process is and hearing from the other business leaders as to what impacts them, I think it does improve your business. Um, And it certainly helps you be a part of that process to make things better. Just a couple quick examples. We had businesses telling us that healthcare costs were, were rising, as I just articulated with my business. What are some ways that we can lower healthcare costs? One way was to have doctors be able to talk to each other without being fear of being afraid of being sued. So one doctor in a hospital was afraid to tell another doctor in a hospital how their surgery went or the different details about the surgery because they were afraid if there was ever a lawsuit, they might use that information against them. We felt like peer review was a good thing and would actually lower costs overall and, and create better outcomes. So that was a recent uh, legislative uh, uh, accomplishment this this session. Uh, currently, it's passed the House and Senate, and it's going to the governor's off, uh, office, and I believe the governor will sign that. Um, things like raising the, the tax on cigarettes, that is a weird thing for businesses to advocate for a tax increase. But this is one of those we got all these businesses together, and they said, look, we are 50th out of 50 states for smoking. We lead the nation in cancer, every form of cancer, but lung cancer in particular. What can we do from a public policy standpoint to start to stem that tide? And raising the tax on cigarettes by a dollar, every single place in the country that raised their cigarette tax by a dollar, kids smoking went down. 
every single time. So businesses got together, looked at that data and said, that's a reasonable thing to do. Let's start advocating for that. And so that's another thing that we're, we just did this, this past week when we were down there was to share that story with our legislators to try to convince them to start making a difference. Kentucky's smoking rate did decrease the last number of years. It's gone from 36% to 31%, which sounds like we're heading in the right direction, except the national average is 19%. I mean, we're, we're, we're the worst and the worst in a big way. And so uh, we, we have to start changing that because it does have an impact on the health insurance rates for Kentuckians. And, and um, so th- those are just a couple examples where businesses can engage. And uh, if they go to the Chamber of Commerce, take a few minutes. And, and the, here's the irony. Every time that I went down to those kinds of trips, I actually gained a vendor or a customer because you wind up networking with other businesses and folks. And uh, it winds up being a really good business. I've said that for a long time, that, that giving is good business. Um, there is a there is a payback, even though that's not the reason you're doing it. You're doing it to help the community and to help your employees and your and your families. But there there is a, a side benefit of being engaged, and people see it. Yeah, absolutely. So if you're listening and you're evaluating yourself, your business, your strategic plan for next year, think about the areas that would be helpful for you as a business to be more effective, right? and help you as a business that's in a community, help your community be more effective and reach out to your chamber of commerce and sit down with their CEO um, or their VP of government affairs or VP of advocacy and run that by them and see how they can help. Right. Absolutely. Excellent. Excellent. Um, So in terms of, um, we just had a great conversation this morning before you joined us about balance versus integration. Right. So I think many would share that uh, Brent Cooper, some give me a hard time as well about how busy we seem to be. Um, And I always share, well, you know, run it by my wife and ask her how we're doing. Right. Because we're so fully integrated and and we really enjoy, you know, running business and leading life and all the things we do with our kids. What what tips could you share with those listening about how do you think about balance? How do you map out schedules? Are there tips and tricks that you and Lisa have learned to manage everything that's going on in your in your business community and personal well, I, life? I, I will be fully honest and say I don't know anybody that's really figured it out yet. Um, I think we everyone struggles with that. I will say, regardless of how engaged you are in the community, um, everyone struggles with time management. It's a constant thing you have to balance. But um, you know, we we do try to encourage. Um, a balance with your health. Um, I'm going through right, that right now. Um, I gained uh, 20 pounds since I started as chamber president. They call it the chamber 20. It's chamber like 20, it's it like when you go to college, right? And you gain the, the freshman 20 pounds um, because there's food everywhere every day at the Chamber of Commerce. And so uh, I am starting to, to reevaluate what I was doing and being a little bit more self-disciplined. And that's what it comes down to more is discipline. It's just working uh, on your time and your schedule and sticking to things. Uh, making sure you take some time for your health, make sure you take some time for your family, um, and make sure you take time to learn. Um, a lot of business leaders don't do that. They don't take the time to self-reflect and to do training. They're too busy to do training. Um, it's The irony is by not doing the training, you're putting yourself at a big disadvantage. And so, you know, I've been a big fan of constantly going to conferences, talking to other people, uh, taking time to learn from other leaders. Uh, it will make you a better uh, person and it will make you a better, a more effective leader within your organization. But it comes down to discipline and making yourself do it every day. Yeah, that's great. So leadership development, one of the things I would share that um, 
that Amber and I discussed a couple years ago was that we spent a lot of time, I spent a lot of time developing professionally and what are we doing to invest in our marriage? So we started doing what leadership marriage retreats, right? Uh, Which has been really effective. And oh, by the way, you learn so much about how to create balance um, and the busyness of life can tear us apart if we allow it, right? So uh, just figuring out what those are. And, you know, I don't know if you use any calendar tips, but we share Outlook calendars, right? So, sure. we, so we know where each one needs to be. Yeah. And um, and certainly we do that across the company as well. But life, community, business, and leadership are so, they're just, it's all together for many of us, right? Mm-hmm. So, That's right. Um, so thank you for being a good example on all of that. Absolutely. In terms of... Um, strategy for workforce, healthcare, transportation, and education. Can you share, can you share just a little bit about what that's, those are huge topics, right? That again, really every community in the United States has to think about. Um, Are you able to share anything that we're doing as a community to help in those four areas? Well, I think from the business community standpoint, um, you know, I always say that's one of my favorite settings sayings is perspective comes from where you're sitting. And from the business community's perspective, um, from where we're sitting, uh, some of the, there are a lot of low hanging fruits that are available to us for things to advocate for. So for example, on the transportation front, uh, the Brent Spence bridge in greater Cincinnati is a monumental task, but it is also the most obvious there's not a single person that I know that doesn't think we need it, which is amazing to me. So how do we not have it yet? Um, and so we have to continuously work on that um, because that, that particular project, you know, uh, 75% of all businesses in greater Cincinnati are within a, just a few miles of 75. That's an amazing statistic to me. Um, but that's how important that, that corridor is. And when it has a problem, even one lane is down. It's a domino effect for everything else. So 471 gets slower, 71 gets slower, um, and people start to see why it matters. So, uh, and, and on the healthcare side, uh, in, in Kentucky, smoking is our biggest issue. It really is. And we do not have a smoke-free law. It baffles me how we do not have a smoke-free law, but that's an obvious low-hanging fruit. Um, on, the, um, on the education side, we do not have preschool for all kids. Uh, uh, now, we have gone from 25% of our kids ready for kindergarten to 50% ready for kindergarten in Northern Kentucky. That's fantastic. That's 100% improvement over the last decade. Yet it's still only 50% of the kids are ready for kindergarten. You compare that to some of the most successful school districts in the greater Cincinnati area where 85 90% of the kids are ready for kindergarten. That means those kids were reading in preschool. Um, in in for for the vast majority of low income areas in in greater Cincinnati, the kids are not reading until first grade, sometimes even second grade. So and and that means they're full two years behind. Up up until the third grade, you're you're learning to read, but after the third grade, you're reading to learn. And so when you're behind, you're going to be behind for a long time, and it makes it that much harder for for educators to catch up. So preschool for all kids a big deal i was so proud of the preschool promise what happened in on the cincinnati side we have to do that on the northern kentucky side and in the state of kentucky but we look at low-hanging fruits what are the things that everyone agrees are 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 good for our state um, or our community and we start there and i think most businesses kind of take that approach as well within their organizations what are the things that we know can have a big impact be the most that we can get the most return on investment 
Um, and I just circling back around to the smoking thing, you know, a smoke free law costs the state nothing. Um, and, and, uh, you know, I've heard these arguments about, uh, that it would kill some of the tourism, um, and some of the bars, for example, the state of Kentucky is four and a half million people. It's almost the exact same size as the country of Ireland. And Ireland went smoke-free over a decade ago. And I assure you, they still have people go to their pubs, right? That's the kind of thing we have to share with people, that um, Ireland cut their smoking uh, by 30%, and all the other health uh, issues that they were having also dropped by that amount. And so people need to look at data and look at statistics, and that's, I think, what the chambers of commerce and business leaders need to do is help them get to those places, whether it's healthcare or transportation or education. We need to tell our stories and look at data and share that with people as loudly and as often as we can. So you're listening today with the Talent Magnet Institute podcast, where we help you succeed in leadership, business, community, and life. And we're here with the CEO of the Northern Kentucky Chamber of Commerce, Brent Cooper. Brent, I also, um, you know, you and I discussed a little bit about our regionalist uh, regionalism pass with the uh, baseball across the region. We also, at that time, you and uh, Santa Ono, who was the president of UC, were doing the leading the Read On campaign. Um, during that All-Star game time, we looked at, wow, that's great work. Let's encourage reading. Let's create an All-Stars Read On campaign, right, where we gave away thousands of books uh, with the great leadership of Julie Witten and many others uh, who's now at Breakthrough Cincinnati. Um, we're also getting ready to embark upon you taking over the leadership role for Pre-K Works, which our firm has been involved with for now three, three and a half years. What are you excited about with that effort and what impacts that already having on our community for early childhood education? And what are you hoping that that continues? Yeah, I, I hope that we can get to the place where all kids come in ready for kindergarten and where we will see dramatic education improvements and outcomes out of that effort. You mentioned the, the effort with Santono. That was so much fun because we could we could literally see the community getting more and more involved and engaged with early childhood and with um, reading in particular. And we were that effort focused on a number of areas, whether it was also uh, preschool. Um, the importance of that. It was uh, this dealing with the summer slide issue that, that kids have in, on both sides of the river, uh, where during the summer months, they will lose uh, um, what they had learned the previous year. And so they wind up spending a lot of time to catch back up. So we need to support programs that address the summer slide issue and give kids continuous learning during the summer months in a fun way that, that, that makes it fun. Um, so those were just a couple of the ways where I, I felt like we could actually see some difference being made by our public efforts. And, and you know, and talk about great transformational leader. Santa Ono is just amazing. And he's still a good friend, obviously. But um, watching him uh, as he's moved on, um, you know, you can see that his his attitude and his approach is just successful wherever he goes. And um, we certainly miss him, but we've got some good ones uh, here as well. Um, and Pinto's doing a fantastic job at the University of Cincinnati. Um, but yeah, we've been, I, I think I'm, I'm excited about the pre-K works because of the long lasting impact that it will have. And I'm really proud of United Way and, and of all the uh, various educational partners that have stepped up to, to help try to get um, kids ready for kindergarten and, and have quality childcare so that our workers can, uh, can get to work and not worry about their kids being taken care of during the day. Yeah. One of the things that we share with organizations is that as a business, 
One, everyone's looking for community volunteer opportunities. Everyone's looking for a greater purpose in their workplace. Everyone's looking for an employer who gives back. And, oh, by the way, every business is around some type of elementary, middle school, or high school, right? So it creates baked-in opportunity for volunteerism. You have the Pre-K Works Initiative, and you have the Cincinnati Preschool Promise Initiative, both of which Centennial has been deeply involved with and our firm-wide is committed to. And workforce development is impacted there. Families' lives are changed there. Um, Communities are improved there. And there is also an intrinsic value that you get as a leader when you engage with those. Yeah, absolutely. You should be really proud of your efforts. It's been great. Thank you so much. Uh, Well, Brent, thank you so much for being here today. Uh, Thank you for leading well and setting a great example for all of us in the community. Hopefully those listening have enjoyed the discussion and are able to take away a few um, specific uh, value adds for you, your leadership, your business. And uh, we look forward to connecting with you next time on the Talent Magnet Institute podcast, where we help you succeed in leadership, business, community, and life. Do you want to make sure you're getting the most out of your current and your prospective talent? Go to talentmagnetinstitutepodcast.com slash talent and find out the 10 questions you should be asking yourself to stay ahead of the game. The Talent Magnet Institute podcast is made possible by Janelle Spence and Christine Lewis of Centennial, Josh Chappelle and Adam Smith of Sound Press, produced by Chris Medine of New Fidelity Studios and Audra Casino and Megan Doherty of One Stone Creative. Music written by DJ Corbett and Chris Medine and myself, your host, Mike Sipple Jr. We are recorded in Greater Cincinnati, Ohio. We're supported by our listeners from all around the world. The Talent Magnet Institute podcast is part of the Talent Magnet Institute and Centennial. You can reach me on Twitter or LinkedIn at Mike Sipple Jr. Find us in your favorite podcast app, or you can visit us online at talentmagnetinstitutepodcast.com to subscribe, leave a review, and share with a colleague. Thank you for joining us on the journey of developing leaders to succeed in relationships, work, community, and life, reframing success in leadership.